It's actually 100, but it's not 100. It's 99, G. It's 99? Yeah. I thought it was 100. No, you, you're early. You're a bit early I'm to a the bit game. Early. I'm a bit early. No, I thought it was 100 too. It's 99. But 100 so. is coming up. Something in the work. Something special. But I was going to mention this off camera. Here we go. But then... No, I said 99 still. We did you... Just put 100 plus 1. Cause, oh, fair enough. Maybe. Yeah, Might yeah. Be. It is 100. That's how I was saying. But what I was going to say is that we've done this 100 times. We've done this 100 times. Authentic, but we had something special planned. But obviously, timing, yes. boxing. But I was actually gonna shout out to the producer because I heard that you man played last week. <laughs> I heard that you, I heard that you man played. Like, well, you obviously not. I'm a married man, so you know sometimes the, the you can't. I wanted to pull you up. You can't come out. I wanted to pull boys. up. I wanted to pull up and watch you man play, but I heard reports. I heard reports. That what? So draw. What happened? I, I heard that like, Yobo, you gave a 7 out of 10 performance. Guys are, guys are saying that you played very well. You know, you know a clean block. A clean block. I'll take that. Oh, the lot, yeah, man. They, they could have won the game. They're that's that's right. a game-changing block. I, I don't know how you missed that. I was like... would have been 4-2 at that end. And then they, they got came back down... I don't know. It was the only straight after, but further on in the game, they got a soft penalty. But, you know, uh, Frog, he played for it, to be fair. And we were a bit, our defender was a bit naive there. Yeah. I'd say it was, it was a soft pen, but it was... A soft pen, but a pen nonetheless. What was your opinion? Nah, you paid for it, and you bought, you bought the pen. Who, who gave the pen away? Um, my boy Dan, shout out Dan. Uh, he's still coming back. He hasn't played a while. He hasn't played consistent football in a while, so he's still coming back to the match fitness. He's one of our best players, man. In my opinion, shout out Dan, super Dan. But he was a bit too tight on the guy, grab holding him, and then he dropped. And like the, the I think the grappling started outside the box, mm. and then went into the box, and then, you know, frog dropped. You know, he's an experienced player. Yeah, he and he gave it. it. Yeah, he gave it. Hey uh, man, obviously I wish I was here because I would have given his. Yeah, I said he wanted to kill the. He said he wanted to kill the ref. That's what I was told. <laughs> when did you when did you say that? I talked to him after the game. I said, like, what happened? To him? <laughs> Fam, we we're basically conceding pens every week now. Literally, it's actually crazy. Why are you conceding pens every week? Fam, it's crazy. I mean, some half of them are just for mistakes. Half of them are from just refs just wanting to give a pen, itching to give a pen. Oh, maybe you know it's exciting for a ref to give a pen. You need to. What they want to get involved. Attention, like literally, <laughs> like even yesterday. Yesterday we lost our first game in, since the finals in May, and I mean I need to watch the video back. But from what um, he told us on the line, he's an honourable man. Had his arms behind his back. He said he hit his chest. The ref said he done this with his arm uh, and okay. uh, you know we'll be one nil down two nil down down to ten men the game was pretty much done ten men what happened he got sent off was um, on the line it was on the line ah uh, shame, shame. Like, what happened the ball came down we had a corner and then flip him they were on a counter attack and then one of our guys slipped the guy went through so hey, there's two defenders That's there the kind of similar he slipped the guy went through our keeper kind of stalled him a bit, went around the keeper, then A was on the line. Then from what I remember, the, the striker waited a bit to see if A was going to come up and close him down. He didn't. And he had his hands behind his back and then flipped so him. Well, it was either hands behind his back or like in the wall pose like this. Uh, and you then, have to put your hands behind your back because at least if he hits your hands, you can say, Literally. you're getting set off anyway if he hits your hands. 
I mean, the, the ref said he did this. He said he hit his chest. I need to watch it back, to be honest. I can't tell. But, uh, but people on the line, because we were a bit too far away, people on the line said, on oh, their line said it was, wasn't a pen. The guy struck the ball said our tracker did the same thing as the, um, the ref said. So it was done, man. Sorry, man. Sorry. It's a, it's a shame that, you know, came court to finals. Ever, uh, court finals. Good um, one. Things, the team we played, credit to them, they battled well and they were very organised. But I mean, not to be disrespectful, but they were bang average, in my opinion. But it's cup football. I mean, we, we weren't at the races. It's a one-off game, man. One-off game. We like For the first 30, 30 minutes, at least, we couldn't pass the ball at all. Whether we'd be in the first third or the final third or the second third, couldn't get our touch right. Balls would bounce off the pitch. Touches come off the pitch. Touch going for throw-ins, for corners, for goal kicks. Like, the, the passing was poor. I mean, it was annoying because I was supposed to start that game. So why you didn't stop? Now, because basically, my young boys got slapped 5 nil last week. So you had to get them training? So I train, I, training yesterday was intense. I had to be there for the whole session. Like, usually, I would have left like 11. And the game was in Wimbledon, like at least an hour away. You're in Wimbledon? Yeah, every every leg, every draw we've had in a cup, London Cup, we've always been away. Like, the London Cup are boring us. London Cup, you need to deal with that. So out there, I then left training at like 11.40, hoping to get there like around 12.40 hour. Access, the, uh, obviously. There's traffic. traffic. Got to like 10 past 1. So I sat on the bench right through, sir. And so I, you know, fortunately let my boys down in that department because obviously, you know, I, I like to think I'd be able to keep the ball well because that's a big push for my game. But we would just, even regardless, even me being on the pitch, not being on the pitch, we shouldn't be. I've never seen us pass that ball that poorly in a long time because obviously I missed the first half of the season and then you know, we've been playing ball. And I've never seen us pass that poorly in ages. Happens, and the thing is, we came into the half time nil nil. Nil nil. And it's crazy because I went to go toilet to the number two, came out. It's a lot of detail there, Steph. Hey. <laughs> hey, keep it real for you guys. Keep it real. Let's keep it real. Why don't you eat properly? I did, did eat properly. I ate before the game. How early before the game? I mean, I had breakfast. I ate, I, like, on my, I, was, I had a meal on my way to the game. I usually don't get that much time because I'm coaching. It's you need to coaching. drink maybe more fluids. But know. with me, when I feel like I need to do number two, I just do it. I can't play like that in my system. So I went. Were you I, feeling light after? Of course. I felt, I felt ready to go. Uh. And then I, I, I shot out the change room or the toilet, whatever. And she said the toilet's like here, the pitch was here right yeah. outside it. So I came out, I saw the corner come in, and a guy flicked it on. The, their guy chested it down, slapped it into net. One day I was like, rah. I was like, but I was, I was like, I was like a head in deal. I was thinking, whoa, what's going on here? Oh, and shame, then, man. yeah, literally went downhill after that, because, bruh. And then we considered a sloppy third goal, miscommunication. The boys were tired. Like the defenders were saying they haven't they haven't been that tired in a long time. The amount of times they had to run back. Was there a lot of running up and No, because they've done a lot of long balls. They won they won majority of the flick ons. I said at least 60-70% of the flick ons, the yeah, first balls. Um, not with the striking midfield, they're just getting the first the first the first ball, second balls, they're, they're all just organized. Okay. I mean, but just actually quality players, their striker, is guess who you played like? Was it like it was not like Haaland? No, it was like your favourite player. What? My Messi? No, come on, being a bit um facetious here, your favourite player, a bit sarcastic. I'm trying to think of one. Is it guy I hate? Oh, Muller. Yeah. <laughs> he <was> literally <laughs> Oh, when he said my favourite player, I was like, I'm he, he literally played like Muller. He was he was a class player, I'll give it to so him. So he was just finding space. Bro, I think they played four four one one and he was like the ten. So the basically the Muller. He basically was interpreter of space. Rod Mita, whatever it's called. Yeah, Ramdota. Ramdota, whatever it's called. He literally it was left to right. Like, our team didn't know where it was. Our team, CDM didn't know whether to track it, which he should have. Because the guy like, from the goal kicks would be on the left side, so we'd double up on the fullback, and the track will be there, and they're leaving space to attack the ball from wide to in. And so our CDMs were marking him, but ideally our CDMs should have followed tracked him. But then you're leaving gaps in front of your... Yeah. 
Yeah, but I'd rather they be grabbing front of the fence than be grab in our actual yeah. fence. You know what I mean? So should have leave the centre backs there free so they will come to that space. Well, they have three centre backs, so you we pay for, we pay forty three one now. Oh, when did you change? Start the season, and so yeah, he he scored the scored the last goal. He was, he was a pest. Yeah, yeah, we pay two four two uh, four two three one. Yeah, Who's I, I on Sam. Oh, okay, Dan right back. Dan he right left back. Yeah. I didn't know. I thought you were saying the three was for the back then. No, nah, we stopped that. I don't even know why we stopped that. I mean, but was maybe after the finals, we decided to change it up. Oh, yeah, after the finals. I told him he was working, to be fair, but just that last game was... Yo, yo we're going to end the London Cup. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure. Did you guys enter into it? I want to see old one... Yeah, old one versus agenda at that, at that, that wherever that spot is. No, that's yeah. where new gun. That pitch is bad. We got a new gun. That's actually another. We're supposed to be the, the, the obviously the alleged racism. Yeah, we're supposed to be in the, the Beckham grounds. Yeah. But obviously that issue is what turned it over. I um, mean, it will disrupted that. With that ground, um, what's it called? It's not Home Bay. We have H. I can't remember what they're called. Doing Ram Bromley Sands. That pitch is bad, man. You don't like it? It's is it Farnborough? Isn't it? Not Farnborough. Oh, Farnborough is too far. Uh, I can't remember what they're called. They're playing yellow, but the pitch is just bare bounce. It's a bit like yesterday. The pitch, the pitch is bare bouncy and, bro, not a great pitch. It's a shame, man. Let's get into the nitty gritty. You've seen us who talked about, about grassroots football. Let's talk about domestic football of the highest level. Actually, I wanted to ask you about this. You know, maybe you've been reading the news. What have you been thinking about this government intervention into sport? Do you think it's good, bad? Giving fans more of a say so? I know it's not on our agenda, but. I mean, government intervention, it's, I don't know, man. It depends if the government are honest, they're not going to be corrupt. I guess it gives um, a way to, you know, really cast an eye, on, an eye, keep a close eye on the books and stuff of that nature, keep the game under more control, stop teams going on the bus, stop people getting uh, manipulated and um, done dirty, I guess. But, I mean, it, dep- it literally depends on the how... Ch- smart and shrewd and honest the government are mm. the people in charge if the people in charge are doing their job then yeah fair enough if not then there will be issues well, what do you I, think I think fan intervention in sports is uh, it's, a, it's a it's a rocky it's a rocky slope because you know the reason why the Premier League got so big is that it's a breakaway league lack of intervention free markets you know allowing people to invest how much money they spend and that's what drives competition that made the league the best yeah. that's why the Premier League is the top league like in the world, that's why the other leagues are complaining. What kind of happened is that you get a Germany situation. Now you got fans involved. Now you know the level of the league it dissipates. It dissipates. You don't get the best talent. You don't get the best players. And then mm. what the Premier League, the prize of the Premier League, it reduces. And then when the top talents leave, you're gonna be you're gonna be sad. Back to normal. To be honest, when the Italian leagues had the most money, like when they were breaking, breaking the transfer records, routine for the likes of like Ronaldo and the guys like mm. Christian Rieri and uh, Maradona and Rude Hull and guys like that, they were the, that was a top league. Mm. Like from the eighties to like the mid nineties at least, uh, it, Italian football was the yeah, top it was league. The blueprint. It was the I blueprint. mean, they, they say that during that period when Maradona was there, like they had that was like the like the highest level. In terms of leagues, mm. in terms of actually like, legendary players were playing, like you had like guys like Rude Hullet and Platini and Maradona was on the, the team. And like, guys, funny enough, the way the Premier League is seen in other countries, that's how it, the Italian league, people saying that they used to go and watch. Was it? I think it was Channel Four. That's what the Italian football guys yeah. were flocking to watch. Like, football you Italia. To, you wanted to watch. You wanted to watch the best players, and now the Premier League's that standard because of the investment. The free market is true. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And that's you know, I, obviously, I know you've done a little dissertation on you know. FP, F, FFP and it's all It's a farce. 
the fast and all that circumvention. That's yeah. one of the reasons why the Premier League is. Uh, that's why I said the Man City won't get punished. I'll be shocked if they get punished. It takes, it's going to take another four years. Yeah, they're going to forget about it. They're going to hope people forget about it by the time they're like, oh, it's fine or yeah. something like that. Or, oh, I don't know. Or maybe suspended jail. It's time to slap you know the Champions League, they can't. UEFA uh, can't even touch them because they've already done the appeal yeah. and they cleared it so the UEFA can't touch them. So only the Premier League can really... Um, or maybe they take away a couple of trophies but no one's going to care. Yeah, really truthfully. It's in the past. Anyway, back to football. Back to what we were talking about. I think what was the first time on agenda? Was it about City? Haaland, Haaland. Haaland. So I've seen a lot of discourse in just in general online and in, and in person and a lot of people just say... Has Haaland made City worse? He's made them more predictable. But, I mean, I just feel it's, it's a combination of Haaland adjusting to City and City adjusting to Haaland. At the start, the, the adjustment seemed to be fine, but obviously teams are starting to adapt to them. That's why I said Haaland could slow down. <coughs> and, you know, I mean, like I said, if he, doesn't, if he plays all the games, or at least 30-odd games, if he doesn't get 30, 38 goals, the, the pace was good, it will seem a bit disappointing, like I said. Um, but, yeah, that feels like... I thought I should know this economic term where you know where people adjust to price changes. I can't remember what it's called, but it's a good good economic term. It came to my head, but yeah, people adjusted to Haaland. Like the things happen, it's taking time to adjust to what Haaland is and, what, and how he plays and to get the full get the best of him, get the full extent of Haaland. Because obviously he makes a lot of runs, and he's looking for that early ball. Well, see, not really a team that really play that early ball. So he's missing out a lot of potential opportunities. Like I said, Haaland, he's quicker than all defenders. He's stronger than all defenders. They're gonna bounce off him. So. He wants that ball in behind. When he's more to feet in the card areas, like I said at the start of the season, that's not really his game. He's improving in that regard, but it's not really his game. So when he gets all intricate, not so he's much. Cut back where he's there, anticipation for cut backs in the in the box and the movement and that is he's so sharp. It's true. And because obviously Haaland's been their main goal threat, a goal contributor, mm-hmm. when he doesn't score, you know, City find it tough. Obviously the guys like Mars has scored a couple, but when Haaland doesn't score before their goals used to be more spread out. So yeah, had so many multiple threats to deal with, and so but when Haaland doesn't score, it's like oh, where do you score from now? It's easier for um, opponents because they have a reference point now. Like yeah. before, when City played with a false nine, you know, you weren't sure. Like okay, who's the guy? Who's the centre back marking? Who who do you get tied to? Who do you well like? You, you're not occupying. You're not giving them something to field, and you're not giving them something to space. They're now more comfortable because they're playing with something they've grown up with. Whereas when there's no a false nine, you, now defenders have to. To think, most of the time they're acting on instincts like, I know this striker, he's going to do this, this and that. But when there's no reference point, now they have to go into spaces where they're not supposed to go. Now the centre-back is like, oh, do I stick or twist? Yeah. Do I do this? Do I do that? He's in the, he's in a different pocket of space, like he's on the wing. The striker's on the wing. Do I follow him out to the wing? Or that? I mean, it gives them different spaces. It tests you in different ways. Mm. And it tests like how switched on you are. Communication. Because obviously when a striker pulls up wide, Obviously, you don't really want to follow because you leave a big gap there. And so, I did you want to pass him on to the fullback or the right mid or the, or the CDM to follow him? Uh, you ask people different questions. Like I said, it happened to us a bit yesterday off camera. For agenda, like, he asked you, they had a guy that played, played it perfectly, like, just like um, Thomas Muller, space investigator, space interpreter, you know, the Radometer, whatever it's called. And he just asked you different questions about do I go to different zones? Do I stay in my zone? Are we still focused? Are we still communicating? Are we passing him along? Are we still engaged? And if there's a slap, slaps in concentration, they exploit it, they're in. They may be in for the left, they may be in for the middle, they may be in for the right. And it's just, you know, it's mentally stre- um, stressing you and straining you. And if you and obviously once mental fatigue comes, that's when the physical fatigue comes and obviously there's bad mistakes and that's where they can, you know, profit from the at your expense. And, that, and that's one of the issues that I feel like, you know, 
that city might be having. And it, it also eliminates the f- those late runs from the center mid, the third man runs. You know, Gundogan's really good at that. That's what um, KDB normally scores a lot of goals. It's, it's kind of changed the system. I've seen Pep now try to go to this 4-4-2 with Alvarez. I feel like Alvarez is a big, big addition to what City can do. Yep. And if they can oh. utilise him uh, properly, then you don't know where he is. Because I've seen, at the World Cup, he was the single reference point. And he, he basically changed Argentina's destiny from Martinez to Alvarez. Alvarez did more for the team and he just obviously maybe more informed than what Martinez is. And then he added a little bit more. And maybe he can do that to City, like add a little bit of vibrance. To, to Pep. I feel like Pep is in this stage where he's bored. You know, you've done it for so many years. You've achieved so much. Now you're like, oh, let me try it anyway. I'm trying to freshen up. I'm sure when you play football manager, when you get to a certain stage, you've done enough. Well, you like, you want a new challenge or you want to try something. You want to transition your team. And that's where Pep is at. It's true. I'll never forget for Manchester the last time I played it to any sort of consistent level. So I, I, I managed to ask to begin with. One of you think there became... The greatest manager of all time in terms of like the Hall of Fame points. Mm-hmm. I thought, you know what? Let me go to a League Two team that's never been in the Prem. I went to Forest Green Rovers. Got up to the Prem in like six seasons. I think I my sixth or seventh season I won the Champions League. And after that, I was like, you know what? It's done. Yeah, you just, sometimes you just need to refer. The only thing that Pep Pep is maybe let's say struggling with is that he hasn't won this Champions League without without Messi. Well, and it's a bit of a like. I've seen a lot of people say that it's a stain on his resume, like, you know. It's not a stain. However, in my opinion, I feel it stops him. It's an impediment for him to be called the goal. Okay. I can't, I can't, like, same way, similar to Messi mm. on the pitch as a player. I can't, I can't call you the goal unless you've achieved the most or the highest quality. Yeah. And the achievements are out there, but for, to, for him to differentiate from who I can have to go for Salix, he needs to win another UCL. Because what Salix has done, even though he won his two UCLs with Chad, yeah, United, Salix has also proven himself at a lower level with Aberdeen. He got him to, he's the, they're the last team to he's win. The, that's not Celtic. Celtic or Rangers. Rangers. Do you know how much of an achievement that is? That's like 40 years. Obviously, the Scottish League is not as highly known as the other leagues. That's a great achievement. They won a cup winners cup, I believe, against Real Madrid. He's, he's proven, I'm not saying Pep can't do it, he's proven he can manage at a lower levels. Well, you need to understand the gap in football now. But the gap in football between the top and the bottom now is so vast. Yeah. Compared to what it was maybe I'm, I'm not asking Pep to like I said before, I touched him many episodes before. I'm not asking Pep to go manage uh an Everton, Aston Villa and get them up yeah. to that levels because you know he, he like I said, the way I subscribed it, if you came out of uni to quality, um newly grad and your first job was forty K, yeah. you don't want to go and start on your next job to take twenty five K to prove you can go for the hustle and you know, exactly. the grind. That's that doesn't make sense. You gotta go obviously naturally you go for higher wages, especially with the inflation that comes on. So I understand that. So I'm not asking Pep to go manage a lesser team. I mean, but like that in that regard, but you know, he needs to prove if you're gonna be at the highest table, you need to be winning at the highest level. You need to win more than the guys before who've proven that at different levels. So he needs to win at least another Champions League. I don't care how many league titles he wins, he needs to win another Champions and League. Where would you say Pep is in compared to Mourinho as as managers? I mean, Mourinho, I, I hear the argument from Mourinho, I still have Pep above him, purely because uh, to, uh, now today, Pep has not fallen off like Mourinho's fallen off. That fall off. He's still a winner. He's still a winner. But he's, he's like at United, at Chelsea the second time, at Spurs, he's been disgraced, if we're being honest. But it's Chelsea the second time he won the league. He didn't, I must say he didn't win the league, but he's been disgraced. He's, he's come up. Spurs, 
awful. No, no, he, like I said, he's one of the, I'm not saying he won at Chelsea, but the way he unraveled and he left, he was disgraced at the end of the day. He got kicked out, they wanted him out. To, he lost all the players. He's well, come. He normally do, he no, that's normally how it ends for him, isn't it? Because of his character. And his no, but I remember you didn't end that bad. But right now, I mean, United and other teams, he's ending in this case. You can clearly see, compared to where he was before, it's under decline. Mm-hmm. If he didn't have those blemishes, because they're blemishes, and you have to nitpick. Just like, you know, if you go to basketball between Jordan and, Mike and, and LeBron. Dallas is a nitpick. It's a it's a blemish. Mm-hmm. So those blemishes just could add up, and because those blemishes, I can't put him above Pep. But, we, uh, but he's right up there, though. I think I think him and Angelotti is a better argument. Angelotti, and when you talk about Angelotti, he has some dark pills in his in his resume and his career. The Napoli and Everton, they're not. Yeah, they're, they're, they're low moments. They're low moments, and you thought it was done. Obviously, maybe he came back and he got Real Madrid job, and he, he did what he had to do. He's a good. From what I've heard and the references, people always say he's one of the best player managers. managers. Like the way he copes with the players' mentality and he just I mean he does a good job of that. So maybe tactically, I would not say he's of the level of a Mourinho or Pep. I would tactic. Yeah, but it's the same fact. Alex, Alex was better known for his management, yeah, management more than tactics. Yeah, the, the, yeah. The 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 coaching rooms, like you, people say, maybe Wenger's more tactically astute to away, maybe in attacking philosophy, but. Over time, Alex Ferguson lasted for longer because he's a player's coach, and maybe that's one of the things players' coaches seem to last longer yeah. than those tacticians. I mean, yeah, like you said, good, good that you point out offensively. Yeah, Wenger tactically is up there. You know, you know, playing the football on the ground, passing move, blah blah blah. Um, same like we on the defensive side of the ball. That's more like guys like Mourinho and Simeone and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, in terms of Angelotti and. It's fucking similar. Like they play managers, they control players. They know when to push. They know when to pull. They know when to be aggressive. They know when to be, um, you know, put arm around your shoulder, be less aggressive, that sort of stuff. And then, you know, at the highest level, especially the people, the so I feel Marina struggling with where the the players are today. They're a bit different than the players before. They don't just they don't take shit. For no, they don't take. You can't just scream at them for no reason. Type of thing. Like you know, a lot of these players, they have their own like brands and stuff. They you know, they have their own bravado. You can't really just scream at them and they just, they just take it like before. Um, so that's where Mourinho, in my opinion, struggled to adapt. Like, you know, especially because what I've always said, Mourinho's and approach to obviously be more defensively inclined at a, at, a, at a top level at least. Like, so when you come up with these new younger boys that they don't really play defensive football, mm. like when they come up playing for top youth teams, they're they, playing on the front. They're playing on the front, front, front offensive football, and for you to say, "Oh, let's play this style of play they've never played in before, and they're never gonna like playing," and when the results don't come, they're gonna turn quickly. But that's why. That's why. Sorry, that's why I feel that like guys like Pep and Angelotti that play more offensive brands of football. They get more time from the fans because yeah. it's more attractive. They get more time from the players. That sort of stuff. So, but yeah. attacking football will always buy you time because it's exciting. It draws. But the funny thing you say about Mourinho is that we we say he's defend like a defensive mind, but if you actually look overall, look at the strikers that have played for Mourinho and see the strikers that have had their best seasons. It's normally under Mourinho. Thank you. It's Kane, Kane and Son, best seasons under Mourinho. Okay. Uh, Ronaldo scoring 60 plus goals 2011 2011 when Messi was going off Ronaldo was going off okay Drogba had some of his best seasons under him yeah Melito Melito that season they won the Champions League, Champions League. Yeah. he was off yeah he's, he's and sure. then Costa he was pretty sharp yeah, yeah. so most of these guys, they do have their best seasons on them. Maybe as a single reference point. That's, a, then, that's the main point as a striker, like Lampard as well for him to that. Yeah, they would do well. But like I said, Muno is not as defensively minded as some people think because obviously some people only watch him against the top teams. And when he generally plays against top teams, he adopts a defensive approach. Yeah, when he plays, when he, like you say, pragmatic is the perfect word. When he plays against 
other teams, like lesser teams, he does. He's a bit more expansive mm. and they score more goals and stuff like that. But um, and but yeah, that's just that for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I guess Mourinho just like to close for me personally. Like Mourinho, Conte, Simeone, those kind of managers are the defensive manager of, of like. If you have the ball, you're more likely to make a mistake. Kind yeah. of guys, like in their big games, they're like, we'd rather not have the ball because we can sit in our structure. We're comfortable. If you have the ball, you're gonna make them. You're gonna eventually. You're gonna make a mistake. We're yeah. gonna break you down. And when you have the made mistakes, we're gonna capitalize. That's the kind of manager he's on. But the other guys, they want to have the ball. They want to control the game. They yeah, want to sure. be in charge. Did Kane score? You got red card. Who got sent off? Yeah. Z got sent off. Oh, this guy's having a stink. Come. He slapped him. Why is he? It's not a red. You can't put your hands on. You can't put your hands on. Hands 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 on. soft. He said it's too soft for a red. Romero is a Romero thing. Why did he do that though? That's he's red, lucky, though. I don't know. I thought it was a red. No, but it's, if, I, it, if you watch it, you would do the same. I mean, uh, from what I understand. I thought. On, 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 on another note, yeah, refs, refs, refs have become awful. They're just Inconsistent. awful. They're awful in general. Every level referee has just disappeared. With all this VAR and stuff. VAR has made the top level refs so comfortable that they don't make mis- mistakes. And, and then VAR, it's, it's mad because the inconsistency. VAR is to help the referee if they make a mistake. Yeah. The refs are now so comfortable that they, they don't, even if they make a mistake, they will, will rely on VAR. Yeah. But then the communication between the two is like coming in like, oh, the VAR doesn't want to overrule the ref. Yeah, So true. what are they doing? So what, undermine what are they doing? Like, Just overrule him, man. He's not doing his job. Him. The you know, VAR I'm... doesn't want to overrule the ref because they think the ref has made a decision. But the ref is relying on VAR to, for any mistake that he misses. So what's, what are they doing? There's inconsistency Communication's there. poor, man. But like, from what I understand, if you put your hand to guys' face, you're, you're gonna get sent off from what I understand, you know especially what? in an aggressive manner. If you just touch him in a, I guess, a consoling way, then fair enough. But you push someone's face. Do you know the thing is, yeah? What? How black and white does it need to be to the referee? Give the referee way to say, you know, the context, but the great area. Black and white. They want it to be to the point where, you know, this is in the rule book. This is this. Because think about this. You got the Rashford. Think about the Rashford goal. Offside. It was offside. It should be offside. Against but City. Against City. Yeah. He should be offside. How many how many times have you seen that? Like the, the guy's running on the ball. He's just said, oh, I'm offside. Someone's giving him a shout. And he's taking the ball. And that was, that was bullshit, man. If, I'll be honest. If that was Arsenal, they wouldn't give us that, man. Yeah. Literally. That was bullshit. When I saw I was thinking, this guy's offside. Yeah, bro. Obviously, I ain't complaining. They lost, they lost. If they, they drew that game, they'd be close to us, isn't it? Yeah, but still, but yeah, I mean, Liverpool, talk to me. Oh my gosh, I'm looking forward to this chat, man. Hey, this Liverpool decline, dark. Klopp got it totally wrong, and I just don't get why he, why he can't see it. He's too loyal to guys. He's too yeah. loyal to guys. He's too loyal to that midfield. He's too loyal to Milner and Henderson, Fabinho. These guys are gone. They're done. They declined, and you need to bring in fresh legs. There's no fresh legs in the midfield, and the Liverpool's dominance is based on the intensity of their midfield. Now that's gone. Look at them. Salah's cooked. He tried. He tried that young, that new young boy. 
Like the young boy can't hold the intensity of the Premier League. You need some experience. You need some legs. But to be honest, a lot of injuries is, is causing issues, to be fair. And then mm. when Liverpool complain and say, oh, yeah, we don't have money. You spent money on Nunes. You spent some money on Gap. Diaz. You spent, uh, yeah, and Diaz. Like, you've obviously decided that you're going to reinvent your forward line before you thought about your midfield. Yeah. And I would have said, that's the wrong way to go about it. You can come with, you had Salah. You know what Salah is. Just rebuild the midfield, then get the attackers in. Yeah, literally. Um, what to be fair, they bought Thiago, and I think he's injured at the moment. Mm. He's always injured. And they bought in Arthur Mello, who's Af- yeah, he's injured. not played one game. Yeah. So, so what's the recruitment? Arthur Mello's decline has been, has been crazy, man. I remember, I think maybe 2017, 2019, 20. Was it? What's the year they faced Tottenham in the at Wembley? I think in the Champions Bar- League. Yeah, Barcelona faced Tottenham. Maybe 2017. Barcelona faced Tottenham. Yeah. I can't remember. They won 4 2. I can't remember. I think it was a group stage, but Melo, I remember watching Arthur Melo, I was like, oh, this guy is. He's a player, bro. He's supposed to be like a, a new Thiago. No, like, this guy's a proper player. Oh, Verratti. Yeah. Like, he's, he's declining. He's crazy. Like, when, when I saw Barcelona sold it, I was surprised. Like, huh? Because last time I heard this guy was balling, then he went to Juventus or whatever. I did. He didn't even on. play. Did he play? That's crazy. He's declining. Because I thought I was happy because I think, yeah, Brazil will finally have another ball play midfielder. Another midfielder that can get on the ball, make things happen. That's technical because what we've lacked. And then flipping. No, Brazilians. The Brazilians did. They're not Brazilian, dog. Brazilian uh, in name only. Yeah, man, when's the last time Brazilian Brazil produced a proper ball player midfield, man? It's been a while. It's been a while still. I mean, you've got yeah. no dictators, no conductors from Brazil. No, they have no real playmakers. Like I think the last one's probably. All you got is like workhorses. And the, the last one's probably like Kaká. Like it's crazy. The be- Brazil's like best playmakers, Neymar. Maybe Paqueta. Paqueta. I don't even know. Yeah, tries, but. I don't top, know. Top, 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 elite. Bro, you need to... You haven't you haven't got, ever had, a like, a Javi type in a long, long time, Dag. I don't think Brazil really ever had Javi types per se. I mean, they used to have guys like Juninho and Perkinbar, the guy slapped in three kicks, mm. and then flip him. But when the, the last World Cup winning team, they had Gabriel Silva and, I believe, Emerson in the middle of the part. They, they had a... So they went work horses and then they let they, they had like a, They played a 3-4-3. Three, three. Them two in the middle. Carlos and Cafu either side. You know, as good as it gets... As wing backs and full backs, I mean, they're the best wing back, full back pairing you're probably ever going to see, ever, literally, on the same team. Imagine that. Mm. You know, I mean, two guys that are, I, I, be both, I believe, both been in the top 10 and in World Play of the Year. Carlos even been third once. Um, then you had Ronaldo, Rivaldo, Ronaldinho as a front three. All, all complement each other perfectly. Ronaldo, you could play off the, the left, cut inside, Rivaldo could play off the right, cut inside. Well, who's, who's connecting the dots now for these men? Except for Neymar. And Neymar's been, not really can ever play eight. In his whole life, because he doesn't do enough. Like I said, with that team I just named, there wasn't no real playmakers, but he did have proper players in Rivaldo and Ronaldinho could get on the ball and make things happen. Yeah. You know, I mean, they could feed the likes of Catherine Bacardi behind. They could feed Ronaldo. Like you have proper players, but yeah, I mean, Brazil is lacking. Well, it's the same. But in Liverpool, I mean, maybe just getting tired of Klopp's voice. And then it's, it's been like seven, seven or so years. It's a new. He's not really adapting. The injuries are uh, coming at the worst time. Klopp needs to prove his his worth as manager to actually adapt the team. Which is like I said, another. You didn't do that at Dortmund as well. Another um, nitpick of of Pep, he hasn't really stayed long enough to create a new team. You could say that, but if we look at City, the first team that he won the league with City, and look at the team he won the league with now, you could say that's a lot of changes in his team. Mm. He's transition guys, Fernandinho is no longer there. He's got a whole new back centre backs. Maybe Walker's a mainstay. Edison. Edison, Edison was there with the first title when he said. First title. Company's not there. That's Company's true. Not there. It's just, just changed some things. I mean, KDB is more of a voice, and he won a league with and without KDB basically. So he even did. Did he not do Centurions without KDB? I can't remember if that was his KDB. Was he basically injured for? But probably. he was basically injured. 
That's the best seat I've seen. Now KDB was injured. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. KDB was injured, and City played their best ball. That was David Silva times. Hey, well, he's the best midfielder. Even I said Bernardo Silva might be the. I was saying he was the second best player in the league, man. Now he's so pants. Barcelona don't even want to pay the piece for him. Yeah, he's cut. He's gonna end up at Wolves. <laughs> Man, that's, a, that's the way the the Portuguese go. That's yeah. they, that's the little the way they unwind their career. Yeah, the Ruben Neves still there. Ruben Neves, come Arsenal, man. He doesn't have legs. He has more legs than Jorginho, man. Yeah, I'm so shocked he's still there. I don't know what happened. Who? So he was saying he was he was waving to the fans saying bye last season. Like, Ruben Neves. I'm sure Wolves got him because when I first saw Ruben Neves, he was supposed to be the next great midfielder. When I saw him at Porto. Hey, but a football manager, he was a top, top, yeah, top sign. Top I get him first time, 35 mil, get him in there, slot him in. And then he's actually been with them for time. But he, I mean, he's, he's, ball striking technique is, is second to none. Long passes, long shots, striking the ball, he can do it really well. But I mean, yeah, I don't know. Some guys don't reach their maximum. But flipping Arsenal. Arsenal, man, they, they, look, they look resilient. And that's a word I don't really put with Arsenal, you know. They went against Aston Villa. I didn't expect that. I thought Aston Villa were actually the better side. To Emery came like a coward in the second half. Very cowardly. Um, and then against Leicester yesterday, they they were good, man. They were good. They're a good team. They they are stringing wins together. I just want to see how they cope with the Europa League. But let's see. Let's see. I, I, I am criticising Arsenal. I think Arsenal are in a very good place. Just need to see it through now. That's a difficult part. Because they're in pole position, what well, well, two points ahead of City with a game in hand. I really thought that City loss was going to be very damaging, but just two wins in a bounce, man. They look good. I don't know. Maybe Everton did midweek. Let's see how they play against Everton because that's a tough task. They'll be out for Everton. Yeah, and they're going to come there and they're going to really squeeze the space. They didn't need points. Everton be aggressive, mm-hmm. set pieces. I mean, Arsenal, like I, I said, I feel, feel Arsenal getting fortunate from City just dropping points mm. randomly. Like, City are so random, like inconsistent compared to what City so used to random. drop points in on fire for us. I still believe that City are gonna win the league, but they keep on dropping points. And if it gets to the nitty gritty of the season, and if they're still within the Champions League places, like I said, I always said they'll. I believe they'll push more for the Champions League and give us a chance. But who knows? If they keep dropping points, then we probably won't need that to happen. Bro, are you sure that they're gonna beat Red Bull? Because the way they played, the City played in that first, they're just so. Inconsistent, but maybe this Bournemouth win will give them life because they they slapped Bournemouth. They slapped them. Yeah, Bournemouth, Bournemouth bottom on the table. Yeah, the bottom on the table. No, Bournemouth second bottom. Slap them. Yeah, they need good. to do it against a proper Premier League team, but they slapped them up. They even put Foden back. I was like, what? He's now. You need to re-energize. Even benched off KDB, they still slapped them. So Pep messing up, messing up. Did he bench KDB against Salzburg? Boy, I don't know. Wait, did he bench him against Leipzig? I believe so. Wow, KDB holding pine. But anyway, I wasn't even too impressed with KDB because KDB, but at the World Cup, was talking some disgusting talk. He said, "What he said, he was saying that you know this Belgian team is too old to win the World Cup." I said, "Why did he pull up then? Just stay at a yard. If you don't believe you can win, why are you coming? Why did he come? Been a bit too. This honest. is KDB, you know, bro. There's some guys that are. Are you telling me that Belgium some the Belgian team is so much better than Argentina? Man for it, man, on paper they're not. They're not. So I don't understand why he's talking like that. Chemistry." Awful team. Can I'm glad that him Hazard, Courtois, all of them, Lukaku retire, bro. All retire at the same time. You KDB didn't play. You didn't play against um, Leipzig or Leipzig. Sorry. Um, yeah, he's 
It's Mahrez, Gundogan, Rodri, Silva. Gundogan's getting the keys to the to the car though. Gundogan's getting sold next season. Gundogan's not really. Yeah, he's not renewing his contract, so I'm sure he'll end up at Barcelona. But Barcelona, said so only five of their hey, players are not for sale. If I'm asked, if I'm asked, I'll look to get Gundogan on the three. I'll take that. I'll take him, bro. Good decision. Better than Jorginho. Better than Jorginho, in my opinion, is better. Still better than Xhaka. But it's what it is. But I mean, as we're pushed for time. Yeah, let's do this quickly. Seven minutes. Let's. I rather just talk about KD. We talked about KD already, haven't we? We said there's something about greatest weapon. Yeah, we did. We touched on the biggest trades, didn't we? Talked on the biggest trades. We talked on KD. We talked on. Oh no, let's talk more on Jokic. Is he gonna win MVP? Is he deserved? Is he gonna bring the MVP into disrepute, especially if he doesn't follow through in the postseason? Do you know what's so funny? There was a time, maybe 20, 2020. 2020, 2019, uh, in our Chris chat, one of those chat, um, guys told me that Carl Anthony Towns is better than Jokic. Crazy. I told them, you man are mad. Does he mean Jokic stand from the beginning? Yeah, I told you that you're mad. I know that Jokic is talented. I see what he's got. Obviously, Jokic, a regular season, in the regular season, on top of it's hard to plan for someone like that. Uh, when you're playing multiple different teams obviously it's easier to game plan for someone like Jokic in the playoffs he's slow footed uh, he's slow footed and defensively he's not really a rim defender so it's kind he of tries, a disadvantage, it's a disadvantage he's not as bad defensive though according as to metrics say, yeah, yeah. As, we, as you think from the, I guess from the eye test he, he covers space because he's so big so I guess that's one of the things that he can do and obviously when you're such a dominant offensive player or and a focal for you can't be just doing. You can't be fouling. Like, so that's it. You're out of the game. You have to be smart. And I guess that's one thing. Jokic is, Jokic is smart. He has to be very reliant on his on the defensive schemes and the players around him. That's why they try to build a team. You know, that with a lot of defensive like ability with um, Aaron Gordon. Of course, yeah. That's, yeah, that's KTP. That's the best way. Brown, like the guys that can actually guard, and then you only really. Have to hide Jokic and the the world's offensive player that sticks in the corner, and that's it. I mean, for sure. I mean, you, you can't when you when you're building a team. Someone like Jokic, someone like Luca. Defensively, it's not their strong suit. Defensively, it can be you know got out. You need to surround them with defensive hounders, defensive elite defenders, guys who are elite on that end to to make up for their lack of uh, quality on that end. And what did it, uh, you know? Do they have good coaching? I believe Malone, and they have a good scheme and they have um, good defensive players, so it makes up for his maybe his. His mishaps on that on that side of the ball, but like I said, I mean, I remember they cook, they can cook they cook Dons, you know they cook they cook Doncic um then the Suns put him in every pick and roll one in that series you know when you're a defensive liability you're gonna have to hold it like yeah. you have to step up eventually you get you have to have enough pride to say you know this is too much I mean it's the easiest play to make when they know your defensive liability especially someone like Jokic and, and Luca on the defensive end are so dominant the best way to take the legs away. It's make put bring them every pick and roll every every play they need to be working. That's why you can't let them make you, a stand. You can't let them hang in the corner with a guy that's not. Even if the guy in the corner is not going to make a shot, they need to move around. Mm. Need to make them work. But you need to when you're a defensive liability, you need to for the first couple of times they do it, you just have to stand firm. As in, you can't make the bucket easy because what you will eventually do is like they will go be like, oh yeah, we're actually just breaking up our offense doing this. Like, yeah, it's true. To, so there's no point doing this because he's actually standing up. Then they will just go back to their normal offense. That's what you have to do. You have to just stand up and be a man 
For those Stand times, your yeah. And then they will go away from it. That's basically it. Because, like I say, when they focus too much on one um, avenue, mm. they said trying to pick and roll your kitchen, look at the death, it mm. takes away from the other part of mm. the offense. Maybe other guys don't get touches on the ball and that you know, has a knock on effect. Maybe they don't work hard mm. defensively. Maybe they don't work hard to rebound. Maybe they don't work hard as much to, um, to what's it called? Uh, is it close guys mm. off? Or? So close that, uh, closeouts. Closeouts, yeah, that sort of stuff. And all oh, that's for ads. And so then they realize, okay, cool, we need to get back to a more, you know, free flowing open offense because this is taking away from our game. And if you can do that, then fair enough. But like I said, the easiest way, every pick and roll and you get them to eat and damage it. But like I said, I was re- watching, you know, some of the channels that, you know, uh, Max Kellerman and, and Stephen A and stuff, guys like that. If Luka does get a third MVP back-to-back, he's oh, Jokic. Sorry, if Jokic does get a third MVP back-to-back, he's in a small, very small club. Bird. Bird. Kareem. No, Kareem. Kareem, Kareem I don't think Kareem got three. It's Kareem. Berkeley and Russell. I think it's Bird Russell Wilt. Is it Wilt? I believe so. Let me check it up. It's even Jordan didn't do it. Yeah, I mean he deserves some, but you know, so they say LeBron deserves some. Even the Le- hasn't won an MVP in nearly ten years, Dag. He hasn't won an MVP in nearly ten years. But yeah, you you're in a small crowd, mm. or sorry, a small club, and you can't be the one that stands out for the wrong reasons. Because you you, you're not progressing through the chip, you're not getting to the finals. Um, hey man, this year's his best year. It's just a shame that the Suns weren't super sonic and got KD because I still feel that they're gonna need time to adjust. I think the Suns it, it can go up and down with the Suns because if I'm the Suns, teams you don't want to face, you don't want to face Dallas because Dallas got got your number and that can mentally drain you to go through that again. You might not want to face the Lakers again. You might not want to face the Lakers just for the fact that LeBron. Do you know what? I don't. I don't think any team wants to see LeBron because it's just LeBron. What LeBron can do in the playoffs, the, even the mystique that gets him one game at least. Yeah. Just the mystique of LeBron, and you don't want to be in that situation where, oh, you know, people get fearful of LeBron in the playoffs. So it's like you don't want to see him. Other two teams you don't want to see, you know, for Phoenix. That's what who I'll be worried about. Aside from that, I think they'll be happy with Golden State Nuggets. They can beat all of those teams. Memphis um, as well. Memphis even suit them, to be honest. But yeah, flipping the only guys to do a three P MVPs, like I said, Wilt, Bill Russell, Russell as well. and Bird. So Wilt, Bill Russell's the first guy to do it, 61, 62, 63. Wilt Chamberlain, 66, 67, 68. Kareem doubled twice, got close. Moses doubled. Um, Bird did it. And then Bird was next to do it, 84, 85, 86. Magic Johnson doubled. I believe did Jordan double? Jordan must have doubled. He never doubled, no. What? Jordan, he won it in eighty nine. He won eighty eight. I thought he won eighty nine. He won in ninety one. No, he did. He won ninety one and ninety two. Doubled. Then he won it in ninety five. No, then he won it in ninety six and ninety eight. Oh wow! Then yeah. Tim Duncan doubled in two thousand two, two thousand three. Steve Nash five and six. LeBron doubled twice. How about Shaq? Nine and ten. Shaq only won one. Kobe only won one. Flip. Um, LeBron doubled in 9 and 10 and then 12 and 13. Curry doubled 15 and 16. Giannis was the next double, 9 and 20. Now Luka, not Luka, Jokic in 21, 22. Luka not going to win one MVP. God. And Jokic, I mean, he's stats. Kobe got one as well. He's, he's got the highest field goal percentage of any MVP. 63%? Well, this right now, but last year's MVP, he's the highest still from what I can see, 58%. No one else from what I can see has got over 50 Even he's got better numbers than Shaq and he shoots more jumpers than Shaq. It's crazy. Oh, it will. Well, they don't have Wilt's numbers to be fair. Yeah. So Wilt may have, well, at least from here, Wilt may have. But what one record from on his ESPN website goes dates back to eight seven, got the highest field goal of everybody. 
Who's I mean, got the worst field goal? Is it, is it, is it Cozy? The higher field goal than Shaq? I know Iverson probably got the lowest 42% field goal percentage. Iverson. But Kobe's that's 45. A, a different generation of basketball. Their man were just chuckers. Kobe's got 45. Russell Westbrook got 42 as well. James Harden 44.9. But yeah, I mean. Huh? Yeah. 1-0. Who? I heard Kepa just tri- fumbled it. All of us. All of us skip. Anyway, man. My time's coming to an end. Got family. Family things. Family ties. Family ties. I'm out. Um, I, I gave you even one more extra minute than I this said. Guy. This guy was even late. This guy was even late. <laughs> but yes, yeah, it's I been... late. Hey, Blackwood Tunnel is the worst tunnel. Yeah. Hey, the only one thing that rivals the Blackwood Dartford, Dartford Tunnel. Those are the two worst places. I'd say Dartford's even worse because you got to pay for that. you got to pay to take traffic. Hey, absolutely terrible places. But so yeah. Don't come to South. Like, come to South, man. Don't come to come South. see us in the studio. Come, come, your boys studio. Come, come see studio, Come see in the hot seat, to, so we, you know we can dissect you. Yeah. Hey, bro, you need to be rich. Come on, a helicopter. Like Kobe, there's space in the, you can in the middle of the car, but you can get your yeah, helicopter. Come down on, there. land on a helicopter. But yeah, it's been chill. Your boy Mello, your My boy, boy JA. JA. Make sure you like and subscribe on YouTube. Get us up. You know we're pushing for 200. Make sure you follow us on all socials. That be Twitter, the Instagram. Make sure you listen to us audibly. That be Spotify, and Apple Podcasts with the TMG boys, and we out of this one. Raw. <laughs>